Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, I am Roxanne Gay, the co-host with Tressie McMillan Cottom of Here to Slay from Luminary. We have an excerpt from our relationship episode that we would love to share with you. That's right. We recently spoke with Keandra Jackson about how to reconnect or not with all of the people in your life during and after COVID. If you want to hear more, you can listen to the whole thing by going to apple.co slash slay. That's apple.co slash slay. Welcome, 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 Keandra. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be chilling with y'all today. We are well, excited to be you. chilling I with am you. Too. So here's my first thing. You're an expert and you, like the rest of us, I presume, had to spend the last year pretty much... <laughs> isolated to a certain degree. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love that you have this question. I don't get that enough, right? I'm yeah. always helping other people all the time. And so for someone to take the time to say, Keandra, how are you? Like, that means everything to me. So thank you for doing that. I am doing well, actually, despite being in the house. I'm in Los Angeles, California, and it's going to be a hot girl summer over here, too, Woo. by the way. I'm in yeah. LA too. Yeah, like there's been so much going on in my life. I've experienced all of the stuff that everybody else mm-hmm. experienced. Loss, death, medical mm-hmm. issues with family. Yep. I mean, financial shifts, business shifts. I mean, it's been crazy. So thank you for, for that question. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. am doing well. I am doing well. I can't complain over here. But sister to sister, we got to ask each other that more. Absolutely. And really go in, right? Because sometimes we have the tendency to say, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. And just breeze over it. But like, no, sis, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm, like, I, mm-hmm. I always go for that. How are you really doing? And then that's when you get the good stuff. That's when you get the real answers. I agree. And I love hearing that. Like, let's go a little deeper and really listen instead of just doing that surface. You good? You good? Like, no, maybe we're not good. Or maybe we need to elaborate Which actually has me thinking about just personal relationships, because for the past year and a half, especially for people who are in relationships, we have been having a lot of togetherness, and for single people, a lot of aloneness. And what are you seeing in terms of how couples have been faring over the past year and a half, and now that we are emerging back into the light? So I get to see it from both perspectives. So I work with a lot of couples and people in relationships in general, but I'm also single in real Mm -hmm. life. Uh Mm -hmm. This is perfect. Perfect. There's a lot of togetherness. And I feel like the people that I work with are the couples that I see. They're enjoying it in the beginning, but then it got real old real quick because they realize that there isn't much of a break from their partner or even from their children or dogs, pets, whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. is around. And I don't think that we were meant or we realized how much we spent apart from one another, (laughs) if that makes any sense, because there were drive times to and from work. There was hanging out with your friends. There were all of these things that we did, but we didn't realize how 
we needed to be apart from one another as a way to make sure that our relationship is healthy. And I think that's an interesting perspective because we think that togetherness means healthiness. Right. But sometimes we need a break. I need a break from you, boo-boo. Yeah. Like, yep, I, yep. I need to be outside of your presence. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the moments that we really fill our own individual cups, right? Because mm-hmm. we're still individuals even though we're in relationship. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the aspect from that side. But from my personal side, not to tell all my business, yeah, it's real, it's real lonely in these streets when you had to quarantine by yourself and you didn't have that significant other. But please believe that the world is opening up again. <laughs> and so we're going to be in full effect. Okay. We're gonna have and a you real just putting word out. You just letting folks know. I'm putting the word out. So if my husband, my future husband listening, you know, he can go ahead and give me a call. That's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, like I started it. at the beginning of COVID. I think I might be like a lot of people coupled at the beginning of COVID. Now, I don't know. I'm half coupled halfway through COVID. Some of that do the fact that I moved. And so I know you have thoughts on long distance relationships. Um, but for some of us, this, the case for uh, me and my partner was that he has an elderly parent he had to care for. We could not actually bubble up because we would have to have bubbled with his mother. And in the early days, that was a real problem. And uh, and she was um, health vulnerable. So we had to be like super, super careful. And then I moved to be fair. Like, you know, some of that's on me. But now we're like half coupled. But what are the different um, variations of how COVID has had us renegotiate our relationships? And what am I supposed to do now? Are we now supposed to like press the did the last year just not happen? Do we press a button on reset? Like, what are we supposed... Is there a big talk I sh- we should be having? Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's over. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to, like, pick up where we left off. I don't know. It's weird. I tell people to go slow, right? Like, we're okay. transitioning out of something that was literally catastrophic. It was major. It impacted everybody in the freaking world at this point, right? Yeah. And so for us to hop back into our regular work routine or hop back into how we were doing things before, I don't think that's the healthiest way, right? Because everybody has shifted. Everybody has changed. So it's important for you and whoever else listening to check in with your partner, right? Like, okay, since this pandemic happened, we had to be halfway apart. We're partially mm-hmm. coupled. Okay, what do you want to do next? Do you want to go back to the way things were? Do you want to keep things the way that they are? Do we need to scrap the whole plan and do something completely different? And that's why it's important to have these conversations along the way and not just Mm -hmm. at the beginning or at the end. Like sometimes I was telling people, you need to do a daily check-in because Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be yesterday may not be the same person Mm -hmm. that I want to do and who I want to be today. So it's important to understand that we change, circumstances change, and we need to allow flexibility for that. You know, I, it's interesting I, because a lot of times we don't talk about that, like that you need flexibility and that relationships shift and change and that it's okay mm-hmm. to sort of check in and renegotiate. Uh, my wife and I actually eloped uh, over the course of COVID. I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because we had a big wedding planned for October and it quickly became clear that there was no way that it was going to A, be mm-hmm. legal or B, be possible. And so we thought, well, let's just give it a go. And we were living together for the first time because pre-COVID, we were in a long-distance relationship. And I found that checking in with one another and renegotiating and figuring out like how to share a space together, it allowed us to thrive. I mean, it's been it was it's been great. 
I, I have to say. And mm-hmm. I love getting to know her little quirks. And she, there's a lot going on there. And I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, it sounds like, like I feel like we should have Debbie day. in to say the part about you. Like, yeah, now so I feel I'm like sure we she would be rotate. like, well, yeah, it's funny because we're having, a, it's not, a, we're not having an argument, but we've had a, um, we have a different way of seeing things. So we're both neat freaks, but in very different ways. So I like cleanliness and she likes order. Order. Okay. And I will just drop a t-shirt and come and get it later. But mm-hmm. if I see a piece of dust, I'm going to lose it. And she, if she sees the t-shirt, she loses it. And so like figuring out how to make these things work together is, is a lot of fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah there's constant renegotiation and i love the fact and it sounds like you guys have really good communication we do and i think yeah. that's the part that separates your relationship for other people who may not mm-hmm. have that right mm-hmm. because yeah. communication is everything especially when you've been in the house with somebody for like 2500 years yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's i'm not important. naturally a good communicator but i am getting better because necessity de- demands it. Yeah, yeah. I will say that. I think that that's what COVID did. We First of all, we had to be really verbal because what else was there to do? You couldn't rely on, you know, just the sort of casual passing each other by. Like you had to be so deliberate and intentional about saying every freaking thing. And I'm going to be honest with you, Kendra. I'm not big. I get tired of talking. I'm a bit of a, the man in a relationship often. I'm like, okay, can we confine all the emotional talk to like, once every other week <laughs> for an hour on Thursday. Because it's so much, Roxanne. Like, like, can we confine it? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how many emotions can a person have? I get tired easily. I admit that. But during COVID, like, we had to write everything out. Like, everything had to be super explicit. And while that has exhausted me, that is probably why we at least are still at least a half couple. Because we probably wouldn't have even been no whole couple if you left it. But the way Mm -hmm. what you just mentioned, no, really, but what you just mentioned is actually something that I will recommend for people, like have Mm. scheduled talks. I tell people to have scheduled conflicts and have scheduled arguments, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Okay, But having a scheduled time to say on Fridays at seven o'clock, we're going to talk Mm -hmm. about everything that we need to talk about regarding household chores, my mama, the distance and everything. It's it's a powerful thing because like you said, you can be flooded with so much information. I'm tired Mm -hmm. of talking too. I talk to people all day, every day for a living. I can imagine that's so, that's a lot. So don't call my phone thinking that I'm yeah. going to answer because that's, that's out. <laughs> you yeah. text me. But that's important to do, right? So having scheduled times is not a bad thing. It's not a bad. Do what okay. works for you and your partner. Don't try to mirror what somebody else is doing because that may not work for y'all. And that's Keandra Jackson. For full episodes and more of Here to Slay, the whole archive, go to apple.co slash slay. That's apple.co slash slay. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 